welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tom Fullery, starring Jerry Springer, along with Gene Galvin and me. I'm Megan Hills. We're recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. My daddy came home. And here he is, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Jerry Springer. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's unbelievable. Boy. It's because I called you Mr. Yeah, yes. And it's amazing how loud two people can sound. Thank you guys very much. (laughs) You guys are doing your due diligence out there tonight. Hey, by the way. Hello, 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 hello. Remember, we're live now. I mean, we've oh, been doing right. things oh, live. Oh, how do I look? And uh, <laughs> probably most people still listen to us on our archive versions, which yes. you can hear at jerryspringer.com or, you know, any app that, uh, phone app that does podcasts. But uh, just to give a, a kind of a preview of what's going to happen tonight, we're going to hear from Full Moon Ranch, which is a great band. Yeah. And uh, as I mentioned, we're live. Tonight is a big primary night. So tonight oh, yeah. is Ohio, uh, winner-take-all on the Republican side, and maybe not winner-take-all, but contested between Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton. We're uh, also Florida is winner-take-all. Florida the for the Republicans. Side. Illinois as well. Uh, it is. It is? Okay. Illinois, Illinois. And then Missouri and North Carolina. You know what? I don't know. Illinois might be proportional. Doesn't, doesn't matter. Ohio yeah. and, and Florida. Ohio are and Florida are clearly on the Republican side. Yeah. And we're going to ask you a little bit later to make some comments on, in fact, I have, uh, I went back to the Bible uh, today, Megan, and I know yes. you use the Catholic Bible. I, I use do. the King James Version. Well. <laughs> and in there, and I looked at the Old Testament, which Jerry knows the Old Testament. Oh, the Old Testament. He just doesn't know the New Testament. I was there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we, have, we had a little vacation home in Mount Sinai. All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, it's wonderful. I a little yeah. later, I'm going to read a passage from Deuteronomy. Yes. That y- and you are in it, and it's going to shock our audience uh, oh, because gosh. in the beginning there was light, and we're going to talk about the light, and that it was Jerry Springer. Yeah. But look, <laughs> there's a guy that, that, I don't know, maybe you should say stalks us, speaking of politics. His name is State Senator Tip Kemper. Oh, oh is he back? Here. He's been on our show oh, before, geez. and he calls, oh. and he pretty much begs me as a producer, can you get me on? I've got a new bill. So he has this Net new list. bill out. Yeah. I think it's uh, Senate Bill 714 or something. And so he's called, and I think uh, David might even have him on the phone. Look, I this guy uh, kind of intimidates me. And you're the politician in our little podcast family, yeah. and Megan just has brains yep. as compared yeah. to us. Yeah. So I believe that Megan should help vet State Senator Tip Kemper. Yeah. And I think that Jerry should because Jerry was mayor of Cincinnati. And clearly and, you're just a pushover and you get him on every time really? he wants. So and and so I'm going to, so, you know. So we're going to, we'll ask him questions about his proposal. He's got yeah, a he's, bill is what you're saying. He has a bill. Oh. And, uh, I mean, now this is the well, same guy that had like read right America and that had oh, the turn left only. Yeah. And, and like, then with the one with the swimming pool. The swimming pool. Anyone right. who owns a swimming pool. Had the vouchers and you had to have you 10 are kids required from the city. During yep. the summer. To have 10 uh, low-income kids. Uh-huh. Um, bust to your home. Bust to your home so they can swim in your private pool. Mm-hmm. And you, and you requ- have... Yeah, you're required to give them a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, a towel, and a phone call. Yes. For someone to pick yes, them up. Yes, Mr. Springer. Yes. Oh, gosh, oh, oh, oh Senator. Hi, this is State Senator Tip Kemper. I'm, I continue to be appreciative that you let me on your show. I, I don't uh, get a lot of earned media and... 
I try to get it, and I don't often get it. I well, the key with earned media is you have to earn it. Right. We're, we're, not, right. we're not quite there yet with you, sir. Right. Well, I have a bill that I wondered if you could help me just push sure. it across the finish line. It's State Senator Tip Kemper's Kemper Senate Bill 701. 701. And it's called okay. the Tip Kemper Burka Bill. Burka? And it would require all women to wear a burqa that would cover both their full head and, and certainly their face. Oh and uh, I'm wondering if you could help me get that passed by asking your listeners to contact their state senator and ask them to support this burqa bill. Uh, which, which country are you thinking of, right. of doing it in? Well, I'm in the United States of America, the... So, United States Senator Kemper, uh, State Senator Tip Kemper, what is the purpose of this bill? Well, that's a great question, Marilyn. The, smog? The, the premise. Pardon me. Is it smog? You you want to make sure you know <laughs> protected from the elements? Yes. Are we? Yeah. Is that well? Actually, no. There are several reasons. Uh, one is economic, and the other is humanitarian. On the economic front. Uh, my father in the state has a textile industry oh, okay. and uh, provides burkas for women well, in countries outside of America. And so it would be an economic boon to have uh, burkas being produced for all women. No. So that's one rationale. No, 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 no. Keep going. What else you got? That's... All right, the second rationale is a little bit like uh, the humanitarian side. If if you have a friend or a loved one who uh, is uh, having chemotherapy, and sometimes friends and loved ones will shave their heads in sympathy so that they don't feel uncomfortable. So the second reason would be that the women who do wear burkas in America would no longer feel uncomfortable because all women would be wearing no. burkas. Yeah, but I... that goes against the purpose of they're, they're, they're wearing burkas to express a religious... Yes. beliefs that would, you're taking that away from them yeah. if you're making it a fashion statement. Absolutely yeah. not. This is ridiculous. Well, yeah. there's a third reason, and I imagine it's what, that, what that bird... Just one quick question. What, what kind of drugs are you on? Right. And do you share? <laughs> well, I do take a blood pressure medication, and I do take a daily uh, pill for my prostate. <laughs> now, now we're talking. <laughs> Jerry this, can talk to you. This now. is the first thing I can understand. <laughs> okay, okay. Senator. What was the third? The third what was the third? The third uh, reason is uh, women, uh, unless they went to Catholic schools, and I, I think I've heard on a past podcast that your uh, co host there, uh, Marilyn, went to Catholic schools, and Catholic school girls wear uniforms Maybe. so that they can go to school not giving a crap how they look. And uh, the burqa would allow them not to have to sit and paint their faces every morning. They just cover them up. So that's my third reason. So I, I really would appreciate it. By the way, if this passes, I believe it will. The, the first penalty uh, for a first offense would be $100. The, no. Uh, no, it's, after it's, that would be $1,000. And then finally, if somebody just refuses to wear the burqa, the state would uh, basically uh, put a metal burqa padlocked on the head and face of a woman. So those are the penalties. I got it. it no. I, no. Jerry, what do you No. no I, just no. Did, sir. did you get anyone to second this bill? 
Well, not yet, but that's uh, what I'm asking also for your help on is, you know, a state senator, contact him or her, please, and ask them to second this. I appreciate it very much. My other cell phone is ringing, so I'm going to have to Yeah, we can't talk to uh, There's a vote coming up this evening on the Senate floor, but thank you very much. Yeah, thank you, thank you, Senator. Thank you, Senator. Uh, no, this guy is a crackpot. This I'm, is unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, that's polite. He's just stupid. <laughs> Wearing burkas. Yeah, that's a great idea in 2016 United States. Let's yeah. throw women in burkas. Absolutely. Yeah. What a nitwit. I mean, those who wear it because of religious absolutely. beliefs. Absolutely. That's right. But to force everyone else to put it on. Yeah, because your, your father has a textile industry. That's <laughs> ridiculous. I think you guys are... And again, I appreciate I think you're a you guys pushover. carrying the water on yeah. this because yeah. that guy. See, my that, problem is, is I think it's a good idea. Yeah, that, that is a don't major get into problem. this discussion. It never <laughs> dawned on me that you didn't think it was a good idea. It, but it, it just. Uh, but it could he, also. Oh, but all the bad things that could happen. Oh. Well, if you're with a woman you're not supposed to be with, who's going to know? That's all, well. well. That's a good point, Jerry. I like I like the way you think. <laughs> I'm I'm yeah. going right to the issue. I like the way. He yeah. Well, wait a second. Get him back no, on the phone. No, no, no. We're done with that. Did he? He hung up. <laughs> he hung up. Oh, what you know, shame. I ought to carry some burkas around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hello. No, I don't think that's a good idea. I'm, I'm kidding, Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> Mickey's Jerry's wife. Hey, speaking yeah. of um, covering up somebody's head and face and all that, uh, <laughs> made me think of bloodshot eyes, and then bloodshot eyes made me think. Well, I remember once uh, some years ago, and I have it in my. Uh, computer case here so i pulled it out and it's a record that says bloodshot eyes by uh now let's see who this is by it's linda and jerry and the johnson fork boys and i thought maybe david could pull this up and play this because I think our audience really deserves to hear well what did they do wrong what year was this gene (laughs) this was uh, actually Oh, uh, we recorded this in 1968. Oh, wow, okay. Oh, uh, 67. I'm sorry, 1967. Wow. It was the summer between my second and third year of law school when I first came to Cincinnati for the first time. It wasn't All right, this is history. Yeah. This so is when you guys history. are ready, let's hear it. <laughs> I can tell that you've been out on the screen. I know that you're lying when you say you've been crying. Don't you roll those butcher eyes at me. Yeah, listen for Jerry's voice here. Good instrument. You're not doing that, are you? No. Oh, you are playing. You're, you're, yeah, so you're playing chords on this. All right, let, okay, let's play it. Comes, now here comes the verse. Here we go. Don't you roll those butch eyes at me. I can tell that you've been out on a spree. Pretty unbelievable. I know that you're lying when you say. You can sing along with it if you want to. Is this you? I want to be so proud of you when we walk down the street. Don't ask me to dress you up in satins or in silk. Your eyes look like two cherries in a glass of buttermilk. Everybody! Don't you roll those butch eyes at me. I can tell that you've been out on a street. I know that you're lying when you say you've been crying. Don't you roll those butch eyes at me. Let's finally settle down. This you is true. Join the circus, you'd make a real good clown. Your eyes look like a roadmap. I'd hate to smell your breath. You better close those peepers before you be too dead. <laughs> All right, let's bring it down. Bring it down. Hey. 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 H
Johnson Fork yes. Boys. Yes, they were we, great. They 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 made the. You record. were up in the we stratosphere with this. I should. Oh yeah. Well, my voice changed in '76. Okay. 70, <laughs> when you were about 32 years old, as yeah. yeah. Finally yeah. dropped. That's why I had trouble getting dates. That was it, huh? This that was, was the reason. I had, uh, before I, I met Mickey. Uh, I got to tell you. That well, first thing I think of is Wayne Newton. Did they go in after that and do surgery on your cords and make you sound like a man? That's the one thing I wonder. It is amazing how high my voice is. Yeah, I, I honestly I mean, did, really I had, not, did not think that was you until yeah. until Gene said, "Oh, this is." No. Well, because I said it's Jerry and Linda, and, and you thought Linda singing like this whole thing. Well, I, well, maybe I they dual tracked else. it. Is that what you call it, David? <laughs> where you dual track? track? I think the record was sped up. So <laughs> you think it was? Do you? No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Nice try, David. Thanks, big guy. <laughs> Jerry. But I don't sound like that anymore. I don't no, think no, you're that's very masculine. Megan, would you? Th I don't think it sounded bad. Actually. No, I didn't. I just had it no idea it was key. him. It yeah, was it was key. technically on key. And, I, and it's impressive that he. I mean, it's just amazing. You He's, are a man of many, many talents, <laughs> many Mr. Talents. Springer. <laughs> and, you know, and that's why we're holding on to his coattails. Hey, Absolutely. we went to the Democratic Party <gasps> dinner the other night, oh, Megan Hill. We did. We, and Jerry Springer, let's hear it for Jerry Springer, yep. who laid out some money. So we got a table <laughs> up front. Got we to got listen to Bernie and, and Hillary. And no meal. Uh, well, well, we yeah. got a no, let me, meal. No, wait, tell the whole story. Okay, it's the Democratic Party dinner, right? Yeah, a state Democratic Party in Ohio, Columbus, in Ohio. Ohio. 3,000 people there. Yeah, it yep, was 30, great. Yeah. It Two was great. speakers tell who the speakers were. Bernie Sanders, Hillary Clinton. Yep. It was really about that. And let's amazing. be honest, why were you not at the table when the dinner was served, sir? Thank you, Megan, for what, asking that. Yeah, what were you doing while <laughs> we were eating I? chicken? Yeah, we're, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, uh, we, we were meeting with Hillary Clinton. Yeah, you were, and I was yeah. eating chicken and risotto. I would have yeah. liked to <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that invitation. No, but it was, so, it was a really cool night. Oh, yeah, it really that was. was so it was neat. a lot of fun. And then, uh, so we afterwards, we go back upstairs because we want to listen to her speech. And I get to the table, $10,000 for the table. <laughs> I mean, it's a fundraiser. Right. You would think I'd get a slice of chicken. Right. Nothing. They cleared away the dishes. You weren't there. None of you yep. were. You all abandoned us. We had to eat the chicken. That's why I'm having yeah, Jerry had to go down and have his moment with. Oh, whatever, Gene. You were there right, too. Oh, no, I was. And I sat up with you. You were there you. too. <laughs> <laughs> you were there too. But, Gene, and uh, I'll tell you, this is Gene's character. And that's true. This isn't a joke. Everyone, there were about, what, 15 people there? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a nice little small gathering. Yeah. Actually. And she would come up to each one and, and, and talk or whatever. And then, you know, we took pictures. And, Gene, everyone, of course, wanted to pay. Not Gene. Yeah. Gene says, I'll take the picture. Aww. And Bonnie had a his wife That's had my a, wife, a, yeah. a picture. And, and, I, and I had a picture. And you can get the picture by going to yes, right. our uh, website. Oh, yeah. yeah it I, it's, uh, and it's been tweeted out and, um, yeah, all of that. So, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm wanted in it three states. Great. It's wise for me. No, so I don't have any more pictures. I yeah. don't need any more pictures. Because <laughs> yeah. um, I never would have done that. I never would have said, I don't want a picture of me. Yeah, I, <laughs> I would have elbowed right through there. That just away. so unthinkable. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, I got to say, it was kind of cool to see you, and you did, and, and I don't begrudge you this, you wanted a photo. And if you go into my home and my home office where okay. you've been, I've got all these photos of oh, all these the politicians. Right, the and all, yeah. oh, it's such a oh, big yeah. deal. Remember that one that you had a picture <laughs> taken in 1980 when we were campaigning for governor. Yeah. Uh, Ted Kennedy actually came in and he spoke at a dinner right. for us. And um, he uh, and you, he, we wanted a picture with Ted Kennedy. Right. So Gene jumps right next to him, 
and they snap a picture, but Ted Kennedy, he didn't see you coming. He's startled. Yeah. So the <laughs> photograph is like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Jay, Jay, he's, looking for, he's looking for terrified. secret service. He's like, who is this crazy guy? And yeah. <laughs> no, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's really cool. Though. You know, and, and that made me think of um, uh, the bit we have. <laughs> it's a great segue. <laughs> they Megan, usually that made are. me think of the bit we have called you, Would You Like to Date Megan? Yeah, that was a seamless segue. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> seamless, man. So we're running this bit. It's unglued. And... Uh, Okay, so, and we're getting a pretty good flow of guys that want to date This has been going on for Megan. how long now? Oh, it's going to go forever. So this guy makes contact with me and, uh, oh, look, totally legit. And it is legit. And I get his name. He's out in Cali. He's out somewhere out in California. And mm -hmm. so I make a call. He's got a phone number and an uh, email address. So I make the call. And he didn't answer. But a woman answered. Shut up. And I asked for the guy. I thought, well, maybe it's, maybe it's some BS number. Yeah. Yeah. And he says, she says, no, he's sleeping. And I said, um, well, I'm Gene Galvin from the Jerry Springer podcast, a producer and co-host. And uh, what's your relationship to him? And she says, he's my husband. Shut up. Here we go one? again. Another what one. Is, what is, what yes. goes on, Megan? What Why is it? No single what is it that they hear? Seven or no, we're getting mostly single guys, but we have now gotten, this our second married, married guy, guy that wants to come in from California on Jerry Springer's dime. No problem with that. Gee, he wants to get a free dinner. <laughs> and it's like, so do I say to the guy, uh, I certainly, I said, look, uh, have him call me or I'll, yeah, no, I'll call Gene, him. No. It's a good we're, time to call him. We're going to just go ahead and say if they're married, they're out of the running. How, why do you say that? How why are I you so rigid in there? <laughs> You're so judgmental. Why are you, why are you so, so judgy all so of a sudden? Yeah. This is yeah. why I'm single. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. No, but but you are. You're like so strict oh. and all Catholic girl. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you yeah, don't take him out of there. <laughs> Leave him on the list. Does anyone I ever, think he's a finalist. He's a finalist. Of course, they're all finalists. Does anyone ever call you from J-Date? No. <laughs> How do you know about J-Date? Jerry. That's a hell of an idea. Well, explain what J-Date is. Well, um, when I was in college, and I guess right after college, um, J-Date is where you get to meet it's Jewish a, well, girls. It's, it's yeah, Jewish it's, online dating now. It's, it's, yeah, but they, we didn't have online back then. <laughs> Are you serious? Now, this existed oh, back then? J-Date, though well, it wasn't J -Date, online. But it was J-Dances. All right, but it's the same there was, organization. there was one here in Cincinnati. Like now the there is J-Date, yeah. isn't there? Yeah. yeah, but there was actually on Friday nights, you would go to this dance and, you know, because every Jewish mother wants his, her son to marry a Jewish girl, whatever. Absolutely. You know, so you're supposed to go to these, you know, I was always pushed, Gerald. Gerald, go, go, to, the, go, go to, to the dance, be nice, yeah. go to the dance. So I would go, and then I'd go oh, every week, I'd come home alone. I went with Milton, my, my good Milton. friend. <laughs> He sounds like a stud. <laughs> Milton and I would go to, to, to the and Jewish dance. At the dance. And, and, you know, yeah. and, uh, you know, and there I met Zelda and Judy Schlein and all these. I shouldn't be mentioning their names. But they'd all, you know, they'd dance with you and then they'd. What did they ask you? you? So, what did that conversation sound like? Well, about, once I got a call. Well, wait a second. From one of them. Well, let's do something here. Work. Let's do something here. Let's fast forward. And pretend that you're now involved in J-Date right yeah. now, the online service. Yeah. Because doesn't it and didn't it back then usually lead to a phone call, whether it was back then or even today? Yeah. If you do a yeah. date. Yeah, I know you do Christian Mingle, Christian. Uh, <laughs> Megan. So yeah. 
when you do Christian Mingle, So you, we used to play you guys and touch football. Yeah, and, and, and we won. Yeah. Always, always. Yeah, but we owned the team. It's yeah. <laughs> a lot of truth. But to it that. always, it yeah, always leads to a phone me. call because you're up half the night talking to these guys when you meet yeah. them on Christian Mingle. See, that, when I'm not here, that's what I'm doing. I'm talking <laughs> yeah, I to guys from J date. So let's hear yeah. what it might sound like. So if Gerald, if Springer. Gerald Springer is calling you, so what's her name? She's Zelda. Yeah, you be Zelda. Okay, Zelda. I'll be Zelda. So how would this go? <laughs> The phone rings. Hello. 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 Zelda. Hello. This is Gerald. Hi, Gerald. Yeah. What are you doing? I, I, I'm just, I was doing my homework. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What is it that you do for a living, Gerald? I'm still in school. Mm-hmm. What are you going to school for? Because my mother told me to go. <laughs> I mean, what are you going to school? What are you studying, Gerald? I don't study that much, which is why I'm still doing this. No. No, I got, no, here's the thing. So, uh, well, and, you know, and then I'd say, yeah. would, it be, would you like to, would you like to go out? And I'd always ask, like, for two or three weeks in, in advance. advance. Yeah, because yes, whenever, no excuses. Because I'm telling you, every girl I asked out, their grandmother died. Every time. Yeah, every time. <laughs> every time. There, there was this one girl, like, she had three, four grandparents. <laughs> yeah. And they all went out in a week and a half. <laughs> yeah, I said, good Lord, I'm a jinx. <laughs> you know, if you're not feeling well, don't let me call you because everyone... <laughs> Did it ever go. occur to you that maybe they were just dodging the date? But once, <laughs> once uh, uh, Zelda called back, I think it was Zelda, she actually called me back and I'm all excited because the girl had never Was that called. Dr. Schneidler's she, daughter? That Schneidler? Was no, yeah, was he it? was my doctor, yeah. yeah. So... <laughs> So Zelda called back and she says, uh, Gerald, no one's home. Why don't you come over? Ruh-roh. Oh, my serious? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Megan. Like, so I, you know, I said, Mom, I'll be back. I gotta go. <laughs> so I went over and she was right. No one was home. <laughs> hey, he came up with a new joke. Give him some applause. Come on. <laughs> Finally. That's it. We're done with the podcast. That's all we got tonight. Thank you, <laughs> Thank you Jerry. Did that come from Jenna or did you do that? And you no. tailored it to the story. Oh, Look at you. Megan, wasn't it? I this took is good. It out of that See, place. he can <laughs> learn. Yeah. He can be taught. He can be taught. Oh. I like where you were going with that. Yeah. Like, like, what are you studying? Because yeah, you only you would want like a doctor or a lawyer Absolutely. or an entrepreneur. Yeah. Or, and not a Jerry Springer. No offense. Yeah. yeah. Not a Jerry Springer. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, There's... I got to ask you something, Jerry. Yeah. I was looking in the Bible the other day. Amen. And I, not the other day, I read the Bible pretty much daily. But I was back in the, <laughs> I was back in the Old Testament. Yeah. Back in your ter- territory. Yeah. Back in they, your didn't need, uh, they didn't even have phones. Someday I'm, I'd like to have a, I'm going to digress for a second. I'd like to, one podcast, talk to you about, and Megan, I think you'll join me on this. Jerry's Jewish, Megan and I are Catholic, and Jerry does not believe that Jesus Christ is the Messiah. What the hell more evidence do you need? Oh my God. What is the deal here? You know what I'm saying, Megan? This is getting real deep, real quick, Jamie. Come on. We're not going to solve this tonight. You don't think so? You don't have the proofs ready? You don't have the proofs. I didn't say he's not. I said, I'm not sure. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) yeah. 
dear God, you break quickly. <laughs> just in case. Yeah, just when in you're case. my age, <laughs> you start hedging your bets. <laughs> yeah, That's right. what my dad always said. Yeah. He said, I'm not, yeah, I don't I'm believe it. I'm going to say it for It could be anything. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but I, so I was reading in Deuteronomy, <laughs> yes. and I'm just going to read a quote from it, and it leads up to something I want to ask you about that is political. <laughs> um, so it says here in Deuteronomy, uh, in the beginning there was light, and the light begat Jerry Springer. And Jerry Springer begat Mari Povich. And Mari begat Jessica Simpson and Nick Lachey. And they begat <laughs> Kim Kardashian and her mom. And they begat That's The cool. Bachelor, and he begat The Sister Wives, and they begat Honey Hoop Boo Boo and uh, The Duck Dynasty. And Duck begat The Apprentice and Donald Trump. So that is from Deuteronomy. Yeah. So this was known. God, back I got to read that. So, so therefore, this was therefore yeah. or ergo. Ergo, they, yeah, ergo. They knew back then uh, Yahweh or God or Jesus. Yeah. You know, we believe yeah. in the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, and that's another episode. But, uh, <laughs> but the thing is, problems. Jerry. It's a big episode. It's a big <laughs> one. That's a big chair. Going to have to make the table a little bigger. I think. I think that we're offering supper. Go ahead. Is it there a serious question here that you may have begat yeah. the violence in uh, pop culture TV and maybe Donald Trump? It's your fault. And yeah. and all the stuff that's going on in all of these events. Is that fair to lay that at your doorstep? No. No. <laughs> and we'll be back next week. <laughs> the no, well, actually, we're, we're joking, but um, earlier today I was on you know, one of the cable shows, and they were talking about that, you know, the uh, primaries tonight and the election and all that kind of stuff. And then at the end, the anchor said, well, you know, here's a clip of your show. Do you feel responsible for Donald Trump? Whereupon I said, I am not the father. Yeah. <laughs> but... Um, uh, well, obviously, no, but it, it made me think because now everyone's jumping in on the whole violence thing and, you know, nothing I'm going to say about what is happening at his rallies and the words he's using and citing these people to beat up, punch, whatever, uh, protesters and I'll pay for the legal fees and all that kind of stuff. It's horrendous what he's saying. It's not even disputed. He, he, the Republicans are saying it's awful. So I'm not saying anything new there. However, it made me think of two things. Number one, we need to put things in perspective. And for anyone who was old enough to remember 1968, to talk about violence today compared to what 1968 was is ludicrous. America right now is not falling apart, okay? We're not... There's not, you know, a civil war going on in America. In 1968, we were at war with hundreds and thousands of young men and some women coming back in body bags every, every week, more and more coming back injured, lives ruined. We had the draft. We had people rioting in the streets. Cities were burning Draft cards were burning. Uh, Detroit, Washington, D.C., Newark, L.A., every place. We had the assassination of Medgar Evers, Martin Luther King, Bobby Kennedy. We had the riots 
at the uh, Democratic convention in Chicago in August. Uh, so to compare, you know, what is happening now at a couple of Trump rallies with America in an actual civil war in a, the country was falling apart in 1968. So we have to put things in perspective because when we don't put things in perspective, then all of a sudden, nothing is very important anymore. You know, it's like, you know, when people say, oh, that's Hitler, that's the Holocaust. Wait a second. You know, nothing is like that. So I think the first thing is just if we're complaining about something and we want to change something and improve something, let's do that. But let's, we're not going to be taken seriously if we tell the world America is falling apart. America is not falling apart. Okay? It's not. We've never had more people. We have 90% of the population has health insurance now. That's never been the case before. It's not 100% yet, but it's 90%. This is the lowest unemployment rate we've had in at least a decade. We're not at war in any other part of the world. That doesn't mean there aren't incidents that happen around the world and there could be a terrorist act, but we're not at war. We're not having hundreds of young men and women coming back, you know, deformed or, or dead because of these wars. So, yes, there are things to complain about and there are people that are angry, but the difference is in 1968, America was a riot was burning. You know, here, when people say they feel the burn, they're for Sanders. Back in 68, there really was burning. That's the first thing. Second thing is, I have been saying, or we have been saying in these podcasts, the reason why it is vital that a Democrat gets elected president this time is because we know January 20th, of next year, we're still going to have a very right-wing Republican Congress. That's because of the lines that have been drawn. And Congress is going to stay Republican, and there's nothing that can be done to change that until 2020, when there's another census taken, and then there's states can redraw the lines. And if there are enough Democratic legislators and a governor, then you can start to get fairer districts. But right now, Whoever becomes president in 2017 is going to deal with a right-wing Congress. And we know what this right-wing Congress has already passed. So it's not a question of, oh, they wouldn't do that. This right-wing Congress, and I wrote some of this down so I don't forget, obviously, you're going to deal with the Supreme Court, right? The vacancy. Uh, then they, every candidate on the Republican side has talked about repealing Obamacare. Uh, say goodbye to gay rights. Look at what's going to happen with deporting immigrants, what they want to do. Look how they, in virtually every state, try to suppress the black vote, minority voters, making it tougher for them to vote, putting all those uh, uh, things in the way. They fight minimum wage. They want to disband unions. I mean, this is their agenda. We're not making this up. They have passed this legislation. The only thing which stops it from becoming law is a Democratic president who will veto that Congress. That's what we've said in the prior weeks. Here's the part that 1968 reminded me of. 
let's say, and we don't know at this moment, and by the time people listen to this, they probably will know, but let's say Kasich won Ohio and then suddenly went on, and by some miracle, he's the candidate. Most people would think he's more responsible than Trump, okay? So let's say he's the responsible Republican. In other words, I'm trying to say, even if you had a responsible Republican, not a crazy man, but someone who's responsible, conservative, but responsible, even he, and it's going to be a he because there are no Republican women still running, even he would not be able to veto this right-wing Republican Congress that will pass all the things I just mentioned. And the reason he can't is, in the last hundred years, there has never been a sitting president, someone who is already president running for re-election, there has never been a, citizen, a sitting president who has been re-elected if he gets challenged in primaries by a serious candidate in his party. Any time a sitting president gets challenged by his own party in the primaries, he may win those primaries, but he loses then in the general election every single time. In 1968, the Democrats took on their own president from their own party, Lyndon Johnson, got him not to run, then went after Hubert Humphrey, who was the vice president at the time, and they challenged him with McCarthy and Bobby Kennedy, and you know the end of that story. Richard Nixon beat Humphrey and became president. That was one time it happened. Next time, 1976, Gerald Ford is running for re-election. Ronald Reagan challenges him in the primaries, wins some states. Ford ultimately wins at the convention. Ford is the candidate, but he was challenged by his own party in the primaries, and he lost to Jimmy Carter. 1980, Jimmy Carter is running for re-election, challenged by Ted Kennedy in the primaries. He beats off Kennedy, but he loses the general election to Ronald Reagan. 1992, George Bush is running for re-election. He gets challenged by Pat Buchanan. Remember that? Buchanan won a bunch of states in the South. And Bush went on to lose to uh, Bill Clinton. It's very difficult to get re-elected president anyway. And if you don't have a unified party, let's face it, in four years you're going to anger people. So if, if you're not going in unified as a party, you can't get re-elected. And that's the reality, and we've seen these examples. There are no exceptions to it, by the way. These are the examples. So therefore, when people go to vote, if there's anyone listening to this that is still undecided, and I can't imagine many people are, but or you're talking to someone who's not sure, explain to them the only issue this time if you don't like the agenda of the right wing becoming the law of the land, including the Supreme Court, you have to have a Democratic president, even if you're not in love with a candidate, even if your candidate isn't the most charismatic. Let's be honest, we have two people running in the Democratic, for the Democratic nomination, and they're both, by the time they would take office, in their 70s. Okay, so we're not talking about, hey, some young hotshot that's going to have a great political future. 
I understand that. You know, we're not going to get the reincarnation of Barack Obama or even a young Bill Clinton. So that's the reality. But we're not voting for rock stars here. This is serious grunt work. We have to make sure that there is not a Republican president this time or we will pay for it for at least the next two decades. Yeah, good enough. Um, I think we should call forward uh, a group, a musical group called Full Moon Ranch, and they're going to come up and get set up. And uh, they have actually two CDs out. First of all, welcome, guys, to the Jerry Springer podcast, Tales, Tunes, and Thank Tom you. Ford. Glad to be here. And let's ask uh, if you'll do a song, and then we'll do some talking. Okay, we're going to do a song. It's from the dog's perspective about the new baby in the family. It's called The New King. One, two, and... He arrived a week ago, new face like a moon. His entourage in tow Swoons and smiles They travel for miles Just to look at why I don't know Great big eyes Fat belly and thighs Slobbers and drools all day long Where did he come from? They can't be that dumb Don't they see? He does not belong They all adore you Just so you know, they once adored me too. He demands food and a bath. They jump to and laugh. The new king commands from his throne. He'll scream and cry, all the ladies just sigh While I'm on the rug all alone He's coddled and carried, but ever since we were married I was the star of the show I play fetch, I sit up and catch and roll over But what does he know? They all just love you, love you Just so you know
song. So cute. That's Full Moon Ranch. That is a good song. That's a, a really clever song, song, and families really can relate to that. Congratulations for thinking that up. And we have in this group uh, three people, Jody, Spencer, and Ed. Ed's the songwriter, and I note here that Jody and Spencer are both teachers. I'm an educator by trade myself, and, and uh, Ed, you were a teacher as well at one time, correct? Many moons ago, yes. Yeah. Um, and you guys have a couple CDs out. How can people get those? Just email us at right. uh, fullmoonranch at outlook.com. Okay. And we can get those to them. We've got some here tonight if anybody wants them. And uh, th I suspect they could also access them through Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. I and if they so. don't have a couple copies, I'm sure they'd get them and help you guys out. Uh, That'd be great. Get those to people. Um, would you do a second song for us? Sure. Love to. Okay. What are you going to do? Come on, we're going down home. I have Appalachian roots, and uh, my folks came this way to, to try to prosper. Uh, they were both from coal mining families, um, both from families of eight and nine kids, coal, coal mining fathers, lived in the company houses, shopped at the company store for their staples. So the re that's interesting. That, that's the real uh, story of so many people from Appalachia. What, what towns are they from? I was born in Pennington Gap, Virginia. They, they were I, in a holler called Bonnie Blue. Well, the other holler is Monarch, and you'll hear that in the song. Okay. But uh, every long weekend, uh, every holiday, every vacation, we were back in the car on our way to Virginia. Just, uh, you know, they wanted to keep, uh, keep that connection. That was their home. Ed, that's the story of so many Appalachian immigrants, isn't it? They go to where jobs were, sure. and they yearn for the hollers, and they would travel back, and then Sunday late, they'd be driving back to their jobs. The story, by the way, of the coal mining story is companies, let's just bore down just a little bit more. So coal mining companies would come in, get land, get access to the mineral rights. Sometimes they didn't even buy the land, they'd buy the mineral rights set up mines, deep mines at that time, set up stores, and the workers would live in company housing that they would pay for. They would shop in the company store, and as the song 16 Tons said back in the 50s, you owed your soul to the company yeah. store. You never got out of the cycle, correct? So Correct. the money, the currency was some little chip that you it, got from the company. Yeah, they called it scrip, and it basically was play money. It was good for the company rent and the, for the company store. And Your it, family and, lived that. Oh, absolutely. Your parents lived yes, that. Yes, absolutely. Wow. Yeah. And, and I owe so much to them. They did the heavy lifting. You know, they had seventh grade educations, and they caught a train to, to northern Kentucky here and lived here for a while and then went to Cincinnati and, and educated themselves on how to have a trade, you know, weld or whatever it might be. And, uh, and, uh, Very interesting. When you I'm taught, beneficiary. did you ever teach uh, Appalachian uh, relocated family kids? Uh, well, in a sense, when I first started teaching, I was out in the Kings Mills School District, and, and a Which big is part a of that suburban, is South Lebanon, suburban. and it's, you know, you remember yeah. Cash Ambergy. So you know, this, these are very... Cincinnati <laughs> references, but, <laughs> so, but there yes. were Appalachian people who went north of Cincinnati, to Hamilton, Middletown, yeah. those places, and that's where you work. So you did touch some of those kids. Interesting. Okay, sing this uh, song that has these references. We look forward to it. When I was a boy, I remember pretty clear the big Carew Tower in the rearview 
crossing the bridge on into the hills. Come on, boy, down home. Marty Robbins on the radio. Patsy Klein, Hank Snow. Dixie Highway, here we go. Come on, boy, down home. Fender skirts, white socks. Don't touch the pistol in the glove box. Hey, Mom, find a station with rock. Come on, we're going down home. St. Charles, Virginia was a mining town. It wasn't for coal, there'd be nothing around. Grandma's in the hollers, I've got two. Up in Monarchy, Bonnie Blue. Swaying with the road, it's cool and dark. I know we're there when I hear Blackie bark. Ain't no offense, he loves to roam. Come on, we're going down home. Marty Robbins on the radio, the Red Lake, Buck Owens, that old Chevrolet, loaded down low, come on, we're going down home. Lucky strikes, white socks, don't touch the pistol in the glove box, hey mom, find a station with prof, come on, we're going down home, here we go. Cousins that talk real funny. We had a lot of fun, but not much money. Hey, you kids, stay away from that shed. Don't you know there might be a copperhead? You mess around with them, you could wind up dead. Come on, we're going down home. Get back if you want supper, gotta ring its neck. Me and all the cousins scared half to death. Come on, we're going down home. Marty Robbins on the radio, Earl Haggard, Hank Snow, Dixie Highway, here we go. Come on, we're going down home. Brill Creek, white socks, don't touch the pistol in the glove box. Grandma's doors don't have no locks. Come on, we're going down home. Come on, we're going down home. Come on, we're going down home. Bravo! Thank you. That was a good song. That is great writing. What, I mean, you just, those words, you just see the whole picture there. You can picture great Very writing. good writing. Very good writing. That's coming from an English teacher, too. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's really good stuff. Uh, we really appreciate it that you've come by here. That's uh, good material. And I wondered if you would take us out on Irene Goodnight. And oh, I have you don't a, know Bloodshot Eyes? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm wondering if, if you guys could humble yourselves to allow Mr. Jerry Springer to sing a verse of Irene Goodnight with you. Yeah. 
absolutely. We okay. appreciate it. This and is a career ender. Jerry, do the best you can on I'm this. I'm going to really you? try. You know All right. I'm going to really try. Oh, Make this word. the best one you've ever done, Jerry, would you? All right. Let's hear it for Louis Beck that's just came through the house. Uh, yeah. 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 Ladies and gentlemen. If you need a loan, if you need a home mortgage, uh, a talk to Louis Beck. <laughs> I got my mortgage with him and. I'm very proud to say that my rates have gone. I think when I started with Lewis, they were maybe 5%. I'm up to 11. And he tells me that, you know, the higher the better. And so I just keep re-upping with him. So, uh, Irene, good night. Last Saturday night I got married Me and my wife settled down Now me and my wife have parted Gonna take a long stroll downtown Recorded live at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. Thanks to Patrick Kennedy for writing our opening song and to you for listening. Check out our website at jerryspringer.com. I'll see you.